Good evening, folks. This is your host, Terry Farley in Dallas, Texas. Now calling to each one of you from the eye of the storm. The eye is at the very center of a hurricane. Regardless of how powerful the hurricane, the eye at the center is calm. God's word leads us to the eye, for the Lord encourages each of us to be still and know that he is God. Psalm 46, verses 10 and 11. Psalm 46, verses 10 and 11. Thank you each and every one very much for joining me this evening. I really appreciate it. From the eye of the storm, welcome to all, especially our new, <laughs> new listeners. Greetings from the eye of the storm. Tonight we enter our slip, now docking at Calm Harbor, our port of call, centered at the very eye of the storm. Some will be shocked, as many travelers are, when a ship docks at the end of its journey. Invariably, after a sail, <clears throat> the end nearly always comes too soon. Though truthfully, at times, not soon enough. We've been headed for the peace uh, in the eye of the storm and are now docking. Yes, we have reached our destination, the throne of grace. Here in Calm Harbor, the very presence of our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and his word is always available, always faithful, always certain and sure. Our peace is in God, as brightly affirmed throughout his word. Let's rejoice in two favorites, Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And Isaiah 26.3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Isaiah 26.3. Now, let us safely dock as we close our study in Proverbs with the excellent chapter 31. Those with Bibles, please join us as we begin with Proverbs 31, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him, what my son and what son of my womb and what son of my vows do not give your strength to women nor your ways to that which destroys kings it is not for kings o lemuel it is not for kings to drink wine nor for princes intoxicating drink king lemuel verse one remembers his mother's teachings to him Verse 2, she first attests to being his mother by flesh and blood, and then his mother confirmed by her vows. Verse 3, her admonitions begin warning not to give his strength to women. This may have been prompted by Solomon's folly. Solomon himself, plumbing the depths of all human endeavors, concluded in the book of Ecclesiastes that all in this life is simply vanity. Verse 4, his mother warns more broadly that Lemuel not give his ways to that which destroys kings. First on the list of those dangers 
is wine and intoxicating drink, not meant for kings or princes. Verses 5 through 9. Lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the, the afflicted, give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. She explains in verse 5 dangers in alcohol, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Not condemning the attributes of strong drink, she encourages in verse 6, give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Adding in verse 7, let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Switching themes in verse 8, Lemuel is instructed to open his mouth as king for those unable to defend themselves in the cause, especially of all appointed to die. Finishing in verse 9, advising Lemuel to open his mouth, judging righteously, especially pleading the cause of the poor and the needy. Verse, verses 10 through 29 present one of the most famous passages in Proverbs, and in fact, throughout Scripture, Lemuel's mother here reveals the qualities of the virtuous woman. These given, which are many, are not intended to intimidate girls to what seems to be an impossible height of perfection. Nor also these commendations are not to be a ruler by which husbands judge their mates. Rather, the qualities are simply encouragements to men seeking wives and to women as encouragement to help them focus on positive efforts that will help them meet God's choice of a mate. Thus considered, let us delve into the virtuous wife of the book of Proverbs, who can find a virtuous wife, for her worth is far above rubies. A virtuous wife's value is first proclaimed, and worldly value is far above rubies. One must be immediately reminded of Jesus' declaration, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his own soul? In order to comprehend this opening statement, one could also simply say, greater by far than rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her, so he will have no lack of gain. Verse 11 declares that trust ensuring his prosperity. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Verse 12 proclaims, displaying the continuity of striving for the good throughout life. Verse 13 encourages her industriousness. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. Verse 14 reports her goings. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. Verse 15, including that she also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard, displaying further industriousness. Verse 17, she girds herself <clears throat> with strength and strengthens her arms, eschewing laziness. Verse 18, she 
perceives that her merchandise is good. She pays attention to detail, and her lamp does not go out by night. <clears throat> Commitment being total. From the obscurity of verse 19, a mystery is revealed that applies most readily to women in general. The virtuous she stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. A distaff is a tool used in spinning. It is designed to hold the unspun fibers, keeping them untangled, and thus easing the spinning process. Though seemingly an outdated example, this gift of dexterity has followed down through the ages to our present day, women being able to carry on several different pursuits daily and at once entangling them further. <clears throat> Conversely, a spindle uh, is uh, keeping them from entangling further. A spindle is a straight spike, uh, usually made from wood, used for spinning, twisting fibers such as wool flax, hemp, cotton, yarn, also revealing a woman's uncanny ability to coordinate numbers of various activities simultaneously while keeping them from interfering with each other. Verse 20 has her extending her hand to the poor and reaching out her hands to the needy, invariably exposing the tenderness of heart often lacking in the world. She is not afraid of snow for her household, verse 21 informs. For all her household is clothed with scarlet, emphasizing the importance of motherly watch care. Verse 22 reveals a dream world of days gone by, which women, even in today's frantic world, remains a fond dream of what if. To quote, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple, showing a woman's good taste in dress. Verse 23 reveals a virtuous woman helps social attainment. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Verse 24, she makes fine linen and sells it and delivers uh, girdles unto the merchant. Again, hearkening back to another era, Today's women often struggle to find a clothing store that suits their taste. Though in days gone by, verse 24 declares, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Again, noting the women's fashion sense. Verse 25 returns to inner qualities more important in today's world strength, even more important, I should say, strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. A virtuous woman in verse 26 displays intelligence. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness, which continues in verse 27 as she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Perhaps the greatest reward for her achieved by striving for these perfections is that in verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. 
It has been a great pleasure and honor to go through the pages of the book of Proverbs these last months. Though having read through them countless times over the last many decades, invariably still so, new insights arise and old wisdoms refresh the challenges of life that continue to proliferate in our day. Yet through the readings and the plumbing of the depths of these wisdoms, it has been encouraging, especially because this final chapter focusing on the virtuous woman, especially because of the wife God has blessed me with, bringing two fine sons to bolster the challenges of life. By an unforced testimony, I can say my virtuous woman and wife, Karen Ann, has been a friend and trustworthy stay, a wife of support and encouragement, a loving, supportive, loyal, and instructive mother to our sons. Enough cannot be said of her loyalty to me through these passages of time. Thus, it was an especial joy and treat as I realized the culmination of the study of Proverbs would be this focus on the virtuous woman. It must be added that in truth, it was God's leading that brought us together with circumstances too many to list, but for a few that can encourage folks who are themselves seeking a mate. After a time alone, long story short, I came to realize I, for one, would need a wife and companion for life. Entering into earnest prayer, I sought the Lord's direction for this most important matter. I was surprised when he countered my prayers with a challenge for me to tell him what kind of wife I wanted. Knowing God answers specifically, I began to pray for wisdom as to what, in fact, I wanted in a wife. It was during this time a brother in the Lord, Rick, gave me a list of Bible verses enjoining God's blessings for life. Before considering them, let's finish Proverbs 31, looking at verses 29 through 31. As a closing to chapter 31, verses 29 through 31, summarize this excellent encouragement for the wise man seeking a virtuous woman to wed, and also the wise woman seeking a husband to strive to model the virtuous woman's traits. An encouragement for those young ladies of all ages. Our study thus ends with these admonitions. Verse 29, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, a word especially helpful to the ladies. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And finally, verse 31, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works Verse 31 invokes, praise her in the gates. And now Rick's list of wisdom verses, uh, the point coming at the end, you're going to understand why. 
Mark 11, 24, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Matthew 6, 8, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Matthew 6, 31, 33, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 19, verse 29, And everyone that has forsaken houses, brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Philippians 4.14, Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Commit your works unto the Lord, Proverbs 16.3.4, and thy thoughts shall be established. Psalm 24, Grant thee according to thine own heart, and fulfill all thy counsel. Psalm 138.8, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Psalm 37, 4, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 34, 10, The young lion lacks and suffers hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. Deuteronomy 28, 11, 13, and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground in the land which the Lord swears unto thy fathers to give you. The Lord shall open thee the, his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Proverbs 21, 21, he that follows after righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. Proverbs 23, 18, for surely there is an end, and your expectation shall not be cut off. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts, God says, that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end.
Job 8, 7, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And to close this reading of the scriptures, I would like to add uh, for Karen Ann, especially the verse we had placed on our wedding cake, approaching 33 years ago. Jeremiah 33.3, the Lord speaking, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. The backstory to this marvelous list of encouraging verses lies in the fact that I always tried through the years to date any papers given to me so that I might later be reminded of God's timing in my life. Lo and behold, years after Rick gave me this list of verses, we had moved from North Hollywood to Texas to care for Karen's grandmother. Going through more boxes, I stumbled on this list. Putting it inside the plastic stand holding a wedding picture of us, I noticed in the corner the date, November 1, 1987. Our wedding day was November 1, 1990. Three years to the very day of our wedding, Rick had given me this verse of, list of verses for encouragement and trust in the Lord. Many who have had these types of experiences, often labeled by some as coincidences, know of the reason for the reference. God's timing is always perfect, even with the storms of life. Which brings me to my beginning announcement. It's going to go over the next couple of uh, Sunday evenings, the Lord willing. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. But first of all, I want you to know our journey on the uh, and through and the eye of the storm to God's harbor is now coming to a close officially tonight. Uh, however, we again we are going to be having some um, some uh, meetings uh, next Sunday and the following Sunday uh, to announce some very exciting changes that are going to be, or you could even say additions that are going to be taking place uh, here on this scheduled time. Uh, and uh, to help me with that is going to be my co-host uh, Joel Williams and. Uh, He's actually, I tease him, call him my boss. He drives the bus, uh, and he's the, the head of this whole shooting match. But Joel is going to be coming on with me, uh, and we're going to be talking about <laughs> a lot of different things And um, in terms of serving the Lord. When I first started uh, Eye of the Storm, I really felt led by God that there needed to be a time of calm and a time of settling and focusing ourselves on the trustworthiness of God, that we can rely on him day to day, moment to moment. And uh, so I chose Eye of the Storm uh, because this eye is at the very center of the storm. It's calm and peaceful. And I thought that's a good example. And I really thought I was being original. <laughs> and then I got on online and started searching out. And I found 
songs that were written with that title. I found a number of podcasts that are written with that. And in fact, just recently, within the last few months, and I apologize, I can't remember her name, but a uh, newscaster uh, actually came out. She's a Christian lady and came out with a book on the eye of the storm, uh, through the storm or something to that, that effect anyway, in which she encourages people to believe in Jesus, to trust in him and, and uh, everything. And I, I couldn't help but smile when I heard her talking about coming through the storms of life. And we don't have to, to worry. They, uh, the Bible does prophesy uh, just amazing storms of all kinds uh, that are actually coming. Um, but in the midst of all of that, what we can trust in is the fact that God has promised to provide for us. And everyone who trusts in him, I do have a book out, I've mentioned it on a number of occasions, Blast Off Repiamor. Repiamor was the word Jerome used in the 4th century Latin Vulgate. And I'm not pushing in that direction. I'm just talking about scholarship, good scholarship. Good scholars come from all over the world, all walks of life. And he had chosen for, uh, it says in the Greek Harpazo, in the 1 Thessalonians 4.17, it says uh, caught up, uh, speaking of the rapture, the promised prophecy of God. And um, he chose the word at that time in the 4th century, Repiamor. That's actually where we get the word rapture. So when people tell you the word rapture is not in the Bible, you can say, well, it's in about a billion of them or something like that. I don't know how many, but you get the idea. The point being is that we can trust in God. He's got every provision made, and that includes as difficult as it's going to be when the tribulation does begin, and it's going to be horrible. Uh, you can't even describe it how bad it's going to be. Even then, God is going to be providing provision for everyone who trusts in him. So if you see your partner go or your people go in the rapture and you go, oh no, I missed it. You haven't missed God. He's still around. He's still going to be here. He's still going to take care of you. And uh, that's all in the Bible. I, uh, and I also use to mention it, of course, uh, in the book, uh, Blast Off or PMR. You can find my books. Um, by simply Googling or binging, whatever you do, uh, T.L. Farley Books. You can check them out, and uh, they will encourage you and strengthen you in the days and times that we are passing through. And that, folks, is all we're doing. We're just passing through. It's all prophesied by God. He says several times in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, and in the New Testament, have I not told you the end? from the beginning. So we know that we can trust in him and his word. And for that, for this evening, I say adieu, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come and come quickly. Amen.